What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 104 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Scott Sturman, Matt Deitch. What's up? Nothing. Christmas is behind us. That's right. Christmas is behind us. But this is officially going to be the last episode of 2020. 2020. Are you excited to get rid of 2020? I don't know. I'm kind of nervous what 2021 (laughs) is. Like, I don't know. People think everything's going to, they're like, we got to get to 21. It's like, okay, you know, I remember Y2K. (laughs) (laughs) Everything was supposed to explode and shut down at midnight. And it didn't. And the next day we still had to do stuff. So. You had already quit your job. I just, I was, I was graduated. I had just graduated high school. So you spent all your money. And I was out partying and doing all that stuff. Living That's like true. there was no tomorrow because there wasn't supposed to be one. You remember when that, you know, the world was supposed to end here. Uh, what was that guy's name that, you know, he predicted all this oh, stuff, yeah. right? And like, I don't know, it's probably like in 2010 or something yeah. like that. He, uh, you know, the world was supposed to, supposed yep. to end. I think uh, me and my brother and kicking kev mccarty drank a bunch of beers in my garage and sat in lawn chairs ready to go yeah waited waited for that to be done and And then it doesn't and you're just kind of sitting there like oh crap dang now i gotta deal with this hangover (laughs) yeah (laughs) nope no Uh, how was your christmas it was good it was good uh you know i was i was thinking about this uh uh, a little bit ago as i was scooping the snow off my driveway so you could park in my driveway and uh um i was thinking you know, oh yeah, you know, we'll talk about uh, all the fishing stuff that I got for Christmas. And you that's not true lot? because I didn't get it. I mean, you I got, got yourself a lot. I did. I did I too. Did. So. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's better to give than to receive, they say. So I thought maybe I would give myself something and that's then, right. you know, I, I can kind of try to. I can kind of try to uh, figure out was it nicer to give it to myself or was it better to receive it from myself? And I don't know. <laughs> kind of cover all your bases there. I, the, they, you know, I, I'd say it was 50-50, but God dang it, receiving it was fun. Huh? <laughs> when, when the uh, UPS guy, when I got home from work and I saw the boxes sitting there, I was just like, booyah. Gets a person excited. That's right. That is right. You hear that old truck coming up the road. You just kind of, it's like the ice cream truck. Yep. Yep. So, What'd you get yourself? Me? I fishing wise, I bought myself some jigs and things okay. like that. Uh, got myself a new upland hunting vest. Okay. I ordered that back in November, and they were like back ordered. Yeah, for what? a long time. So I know this is a fishing podcast, but uh, tell tell me about what Captain or up- Upland Chief Upland Chief Upland. What what do we got going it's, there? It's a strap vest, so that you know it's not just a regular old vest where you put a lot of weight on your shoulders a lot of it gets transferred around to your waist and everything okay. like that so when you're packing in and out of ways and it has a hydration pack which i don't need <laughs> yeah you do <laughs> is that it's, it's an optional one you can put in there but i have i got like a water bottle holder for okay. water for the dog is and, that a brand new brand yeah they just came out and is that uh, like that fetching feathers guy or is that it's not him but i know that he wears it okay uh, the flush pheasants forever travis frankie he wears one. It's just kind of. It's a company out of Wisconsin. Yep. Guy that's kind of started it from ground up, and okay. it's kind of it's kind of like a tactical almost vest where that system that they have where you can add pouches to different spots and you can kind of set it up how you want to. So right. I've wanted to get myself a nice nice upland vest for a while now, and decided now, to pull the trigger. Now forgive me for not knowing, but uh, you know, to to hear something like you know, yeah, an upland company in wisconsin right that you know that's not obviously uh uh is that is that grouse up there or yeah they do that, a lot of grouse hunting up there what, what do they call that a say is that a no it's not a sage grouse what do they call them a rough grouse up there is I it rough okay what it is okay you know i i don't know when i just think of upland hunting i think of north dakota south dakota right. nebraska you know just right on down that belt right there yep. and, and uh we're just lucky enough to be close enough to south dakota that we get to take part in that every once in a while also but yeah whatever i don't know that's that's cool uh what'd you get yourself i got myself a tow hitch for my shack to put behind my commander i just you know me and you have have dealt with this a lot and i was this is actually something that i was going to talk to you about off air but uh you know like out there at hooked on hard water we uh we take my commander, Can-Am commander, uh, UTV, and uh, we put a, a ball hitch on the back of it, and we just loop our ropes over, and, right. our, and our shacks are banging on each other and whatever. It, it ain't good for nothing. And uh, 
anyone who knows the terrain out in the Black Hills knows that it's a lot of ups and downs, For and sure. then you got to worry about your your shack, uh, uh, you know, come Swing flying in, up and yep. you know whatever. And uh, I just that had been something as crazy as it sounds. I'd, uh, you know, it just been something that I really wanted, and uh, uh, so I finally got one. And and I know that they also sell a little kit that if me and you were to both go out, uh, you wouldn't need to buy that exact same thing. We could put. Uh, you know, to run them two in a row. Right. And uh, I don't know. I was I was thinking just wild stuff at LVO. Like, you know, <laughs> I could go up to there and manufacture some deal that, you know, could put them three wide behind there and just I, – I have no clue what the heck we'll do. But I don't know. I, I thought that it was cool. I wanted it, so I got that. Um, I got a new spooler reel for – uh, that little St. Croix ice uh, sight rod that I bought. I bought two seesaw rods from Cold Snap Outdoors. Put uh, Okuma Seamar 500s on those. And uh, that those Seamars have the bait feeder on them. Yep. So uh, um, running a, a tip-up, tip-down style rod like that, that'll be uh, money. I bought two Arctic Warriors and uh, bought a light kit for inside my shack. Bought a battery mount gonna pimp out that new shack of yours trick your trap that's right trick it out yeah so yeah no that's that's what i got and uh you know it it looks like a lot of stuff there but that's not actually i mean don't get me wrong like those okuma seamars you know them are 55 dollars a piece and the rods were you know um i don't know up up close to 50 bucks whatever but um uh you know all the rest of that stuff you know it's a lot of small you know nine dollar right. items yep. and, oh and yeah so uh, that's good. That's good. Then it, uh, it doesn't, it's not quite a shot to the nuts as bad as it could be. So, um, no, but I, uh, I got out fishing yesterday. You, did. Matt. you got to walk on the ice. I did. It felt good. Like, yeah, I, uh, uh, well, well, I'll, I'll just, I'll talk just a smidge about it here, but we'll talk about it later in the show. But yeah, I got out with my buddy, Adam top over on Okaboji. Um, bite was pretty solid and, uh, yeah, we I don't like I said it just felt good to be out there. For we'll sure. we'll talk about it later in the show. But uh after that trip yesterday, Matt, uh well, I'm I'm going to tell you this story right now. So I got out there, it was pretty cold yesterday morning. I think about 11 degrees when I hit the ice and uh so I mean, I I tipped up my shack and and my the holes were freezing up if if you went of and so I kicked on the heater. Fair enough, whatever. Uh the heater had a one pound propane tank left probably from last year. And so I set it right underneath of my shack, you know, outside, because otherwise you get to smelling that propane in your, in your uh, shack. And I'm sure it's not good for me. I don't know how much propane that's kicking out. If I'm, I don't know if it could explode. I'm not a propane expert, but I know I don't like it. It makes me nauseous. Like, yeah, whatever. So I, so I set it outside underneath my shack. Fair enough. Whatever. Go along. I know a couple times when I had gotten outside, uh, it was, it was still there, whatever. Well, I went to pack up last night and I didn't even notice it, but I picked everything up that was around my shack, stuck it in my shack and me and top walked off last night. I got home. I put, or I, I set up my shack to let it, you know, dethaw and, you know, get any moisture out of it or whatever. And, uh, I'm thinking, okay, I got to grab that propane tank and throw it outside. I can't find it. Hmm. So that means a, I either forgot to pick it up or top picked it up, but it got to, got me thinking like, uh, so obviously there, there's somebody either today or tomorrow or the next day, somebody at some point in time is going to pick up that propane tank. Oh, like you said, it was, there's no snow on the ice really. So it could have blown away yep. or something like that. And, and I'm assuming that's what happened. I'm assuming it kind of blew away and I never even heard it. Uh, I, I don't know, but like I said, somebody's going to be pissed off. Somebody's going to think that some lazy slob, uh, um, you know, just purposely didn't do that. And, and, and that's only half right because I purposely didn't do it, but you might've got me on the lazy slob part. But, uh, so, so it got, yeah, whatever. I mean, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is every time that you see something like that, when you see a can out there, you know, maybe somebody did the right thing and stuck it in their shack and it kind of blew it, out on the way back to the ramp out. or, yep. you know, I mean, things happen guys, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I just, you see so many people that, you know, take a picture of one can that's out on the ice and freaking morons and whatnot. And it's like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> uh, 
cool. You, you posted it on Facebook. Good job. You know, I bet you, you really got those people, but I mean, don't get me wrong. If there's a big, huge pile of trash, yeah, fair enough. Like that dude's a moron, but you know, just a, a single deal. Like, I don't know. Try to give people the benefit of the doubt on that. Right. I would say. I, I, I look at it as we've all been there before where you open up your truck door or something like that and a gust of wind comes up right. and you might have had like a wrapper of a candy bar or something and all of a sudden it just goes and it's hard to get it back. So uh, things like that happen. Yeah. Yep. So, but but I got a list of uh, stuff here that I want to ask you on a scale of one to ten, Matt. One being not mad at all, ten being so pissed off you are gonna take a picture of it and put it on facebook if, if you were walking out on the ice and you see this stuff that somebody before you left what i, I just one through ten uh first off a big old pile of weeds like somebody hooked a pile of weeds with their jig and uh you know got it up to the surface threw it out on top of the ice and left it one through ten yeah, oh, that that's gonna be like a that's like a one for me. That's a I one for you. Yep. I no. Yep. That that stuff happens. Um, it's a buildup, Matt. It's right. a buildup. I know. So I just that's I'm 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 completely one hundred percent with you there. Two, wax worm wood chips. Wood chips don't bother me. I'm gonna I'll say a one or a two. One or a two on that. Yeah. A big old pile of chew spit. Like somebody had been sitting there all day long spitting on the ice. I just. I, that's just disgusting. I, I go with a five on that. You go with a five on that, huh? Yeah. Okay. That I go. That's kind of the same way with sunflower seeds. Shh, shh. All right. Come on, man. You, We're doing you one just, at a time. You just wrecked it. You just wrecked the. This this podcast is done. done. Shut your Join mouth, everyone. Next time on episode one hundred and five. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Freaking one hundred and four got cut short. Got its throat sliced by drippy Matt to my left. <laughs> Leftover minnows. Leftover minnows. Tip them uh, upside down, dump them all on the ice. If there's just one or two, I, it's not a big deal. But when they dump like a bunch of them, I'd say four. Four? Yeah. How about when people are taking the minnow heads? You know, they're, they're just using minnow heads and then they throw the whole rest of the body out there. About the same? About the same. About the same. All right. The way I look at it with those is like some animal or bird is probably going to f- fly along. And right, right. Pick those up. Sunflower seeds. Sunflower seeds is a five. five. It's just, it's just. I mean, I don't know. It just kind of makes the ice look dirty, I guess. Yep. Cigarette ashes, not uh, the butts, oh, just the, the ashes. ashes. The ashes, I'd say right in there about a six. Six? Butts. Butts, that's going to be like an eight or a nine for me. A whole bunch of pop cans, beer cans, frozen down, can't get them up. That's ten. That's ten. Yeah. Okay. Pick up the damn things. Okay. Here's one. How about if somebody fillets some fish out on the ice, leaves all the guts sitting there? Well, that's another. That's, yeah, that's going to be up there. Eight. Eight? Okay. There's ways to. Is it illegal to leave I don't know. stuff out there on the ice? I don't know. I mean, it's probably illegal to leave every other thing that we just mentioned on right. the ice. So well, It just makes that stuff. I mean, if you're going to clean your fish out there, at least, you know, throw the guts in a paper bag or something like that and bring them to a trash right, receptacle right. somewhere. Or if or if there's a fish cleaning station somewhere on your way home, you can always put the guts in there. Yep. How about when you see, like, I think we've all been there where we've walked out there and somebody was hole hopping or whatever and pitched a fish up onto the ice. It got frozen down. Right. And they don't they don't pick it up. Well, that's, that's a 10 for me because ten. that's that's a want waste situation. I mean, if you got to try to at least get it up. I was going to say, if, if I if I see that somebody like really chiseled all over and whatever, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, you know, whatever. But all right. No, that's that's no, that's my whole entire list. But what, what really got me thinking was yesterday, you know, I'm fishing with waxworms and uh, so yeah, I'm starting to, you know, go through my wax rooms. And when I was done, you know, I would just throw a bunch of the wood chips, you know, brush them off my knee. I, I always, you know, kind of tip them out on my knee, you know, right. put, put a wax room or two on my knee and, you know, just brush it off. And, and, uh, you know, I kind of got to thinking like, you know, I wonder what everyone else is thinking when they see a whole bunch of wood chips on the ground, because personally for me, I don't think it's a big deal, but maybe that's because I do it. 
Well, you know, and though like that too, there. You're trying to manage wood chips out there in the elements, and <coughs> things get blown around. And how many of us have ever tipped over our waxworms thing? And it's not like oh, you're yeah. going to sit there and pick up all these little wood chips. Sometimes you kind of spread them out and stuff like that. Right. And, it, and to me, it's not something that's going to be like harmful to the to the water or anything <coughs> like that when, when it eventually melts. You know, most of the things on that list there for me were all natural stuff until I got to the end. And that's, you know, right. I mean, I could tell that the more natural it was uh, with weeds, you know, yep. I mean, you, that's a non-issue there, you know, then you kind of go to wood chips and it's like, well, you know, wood chips are kind of, you know, they're, they're not naturally out on the ice, but they're, you know, it's a natural deal. And, you know, it just kind of kept on slowly right. going all the way from one all the way to 10. And, and then the, the, the way I look at it too, not only like what, necessarily the the mess is is how messy it looks right and makes you know us as anglers look so if somebody yep. comes out there and sees it and you know it's just trashed i mean i've always gone by the the whole term and i'm sure you have too. the old you know leave it better than what you've found it and you try to i mean i think we've all been guilty a bit before where we see all that stuff on the ice and we we're like all oh, these slobs and we take a picture and we just keep on going right and we don't pick it up. I mean, Ooh. how many people do that? Yeah, that's, you, that's, that's. You know, uh, you, you whine and complain because somebody put a bunch of trash out there on the ice. Take a picture, post it on Facebook, right. and then leave it. Right. And that's what I mean. I mean. Oh, people do it. Oh, people yeah. Do it. Have you ever walked up on a half drill, drill, <laughs> drilled hole with a big old pile of duke in it? Uh, yes, I have. Actually. Have you really? Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how pissed off were you that time? That's just gross. <laughs> It's just like, ah, but I guess, you know, it happens. So. That stink bait, Matt. <laughs> at least, just a little stink at least bait. take like the shavings and cover it back up or something like that. Don't yeah, just right, leave it right. <laughs> out there on the ice for everybody to see. I've never done that. I've never done it out on the ice either. Like, I mean, you got to be going, you got to have to go pretty stinking bad. Yeah, but I think there are just some people that are just like, yeah, I'm just going to drop trowel right here and just do it. There are certain dudes, like... They just go, whatever. I, I don't know that we really have any in our crew, but uh, there are certain dudes that just zero Fs given. Right, like, they don't care. Yeah, I'm I got to go. I'll do drop it right, it right now. here. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> They're tougher than us. That, I guess. They are tougher than us. Matt, here's some big news in the uh, in the outdoor industry. Big news. I don't know if it's good news, but it's big news. It's news. Bass Pro Shops ha is buying Sportsman's Warehouse. Pretty much going to have the whole market cornered here pretty soon. I don't like it. I, I don't like it. I, Cabela's used to be. Right. I mean, that, that was an elite level outfitter right there. Like, I loved Cabela's. I thought the quality of their, you know, their Cabela's name brand stuff was off the hook. I mean, it, it was it was spectacular stuff. I loved it, whatever. And uh, I've read more stuff and and seen firsthand that it's it's gone downhill. I right. you know I mean you got something that's headquartered where down in Arkansas, Alabama, uh, something like that. You know, yep. trying to tell people up here, you know, in the in the upper Midwest, how to you know how to run their stores, how to you know what to have on their shelves. And, uh, yeah, I don't like it, but, you know, it just, it's getting closer and closer to them purchasing shields, and that's what really scares well, the just, out of me. It just, they're purchasing everything. Right. So, pretty much, like I said, pretty much they're going to have, like, be able to set prices on everything, and it's kind of scary, really, when you think about it in the grand scheme of things. Right. So, like, what are, what are some of the other big heavy hitters, like, in the, I mean, Academy? Right. So, we got Academy, and I think that's down in the southeast, uh. You know, we've got Shields up here, and you know, Shields is really kind of spread down, like, into Colorado and whatnot. Right. Um, I don't know what other big time... You know, we've got the Fleet Farms. Yeah. But, there, yeah, it's there's not much... Which isn't that, quite the same. Right. Yeah, but... When you think about it, like, for stores, like, big store chain stores, kind of like that, there's not a whole lot. You know, Runnings is, start, is starting to kind of make a little bit of a dip into the outdoor industry they're kind of slowly getting in there but uh no nothing as big as the cabelas and the shields and what do you think johnny morris's net worth is uh, i couldn't even i couldn't even put a number of guess i'm gonna to tell it. you tell me 
point one billion with a B. Yeah. Johnny Morris, the owner of Bass Pro Shop, and now apparently the owner of Sportsman's Warehouse. Uh, I think Tracker Boats, Nitro Boats, Ranger Ranger Boats. Uh, I mean, it's what crazy. what is it like the Blue Water Boat Group or Something like I that. don't know, whatever. Dude's buying it up. I mean, hey, I'm all for capitalism, but I don't know, whatever. And and guess what, guys? You know that you want to know how you stop something like that? You don't buy from him. So I mean. At the end of the day, I mean, I've purchased from Cabela's within the last two weeks. Right. You know, I mean, when we were out in the Black Hills, Euler and Kavanaugh and everyone was out there uh, at Cabela's. We swung in there. We bought some fishing tackle. I I don't know. I think I might have bought those Okumas from Cabela's online. I don't know. But whatever. I mean, yeah, I guess if you want to stop it, you you don't spend your money there. But until you quit spending your money there, then. It's big news in the industry. Yeah, I guess. Matt, here's the next topic here. Uh, I believe this is your topic. Yeah. So, so what are you know? I was thinking about this the other day, and you're seeing a lot of things on online on Facebook, and a lot of groups are popping up now. A lot of people are doing a lot of different type of things out on the ice now. Whether you know camping in hubs, a lot more of the tip ups you're seeing a lot. You know, like the iFish Pros, the what are those the Arctic Warriors. The Arctic Warriors, you know, things like that. The tip downs that people have. Sullivan tip downs. Yeah, that that, those are, are fun. Running. You want to know why they're fun? Because they call them STDs. STDs. <laughs> Sullivan tip downs. And I mean, I don't care who you are. If you're going to call something that you're running that an every STD. Time. Did you get a new STD? Yeah, I got a new STD for got Christmas. all kinds of STDs out on the ice. Is it curable? <laughs> no, 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 no. Easy, pal. So, you know, you're starting to see a lot more people do a lot. Of, you know, the cooking out on the ice. More people are getting into that. Is there anything that, like... You have not necessarily done out ice fishing that you're you want to kind of try this year. Do something a little different. <clears throat> yes, yes, there is a a, and I, I've talked about this before. I have never caught a fish on any sort of a tip up, tip down, tip sideways, whatever. I've never caught one. Uh, yeah, so so that is. I mean, it's it's definitely something that I want to do. I don't care if it's on an iFish Pro. I don't care if it's on an Arctic Warrior. I don't care if it's on your basic tip-up. I just want to catch something on a tip-up. But uh, more than that, even, uh, I got a big hub house, and I want to spend the night out on the ice in that hub house. Uh, we've talked about it before, and, you know, it's always, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, this will be the year. And next thing you know, it's March, and it doesn't happen. But, uh, that that's something that I really I'd, I'd like to go over to Okaboji or I'd like to go even just over to Pahoya or, or some private pond somewhere and and uh, someplace hopefully you know I I don't I don't even need a bathroom I am not I'm not right. uh, I'm not a guy that uh, has to go that bad and and the great thing about being a guy is you can go anywhere right just like the half holes or just go outside whatever but uh um I don't know I'd I'd like to I'd like to give that a shot. There you go. You? Um, the the hub house thing would be kind of fun. Um, I actually see a lot of people taking their dogs out ice fishing with them now. I, I'm going to try you? to get the dog out there okay. at, at least once to see how it goes and yep. see how she handles it. But uh, something along those lines. It would be fun to cook a little bit more out on the ice. Like we've talked about this before yep. in the past. You know, when we're out there fishing, we leave for the day, grab some rots or something and bring those along and grill them up it's always a fun time to eat out on the ice so food just takes better tastes better when it's cooked out there it it does there's just something kind of about it having like a hot food out there on the ice right i like uh tanner always cooks brats and whatnot and then uh, they'll do some baked beans and uh, the baked beans, they'll just tear the top off a can of a beer can or whatever, and load that up with baked beans, and uh, you know, send you over a couple brats. And God dang it, I just, I don't. There's something about that that's just that's better than your average brat. Right. I, I like want to do that more than the catch and cook thing doesn't really appeal like appeal to me. Me neither. I, you know, uh, all the videos on YouTube and stuff now, everybody's always catch and cook, catch and cook. I could really care less about the catch and cook. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, if I mean, somebody cool. else wants to catch and cook right. and then just give me the fish. Right. I'll eat it. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, but no, that it was just something that kind of had me thinking the, a while back. And uh, yeah, what's what's something there's a, different? There's a lot of different things that we all kind of get stuck in our set ways, and you know, try to fish some different bodies of water instead of just going to the same lake all the time and same posting the same picture all the time. I mean, there's a lot right. of people out there that do that. It's just like okay, it's the same. It's a different. It's a different bluegill, but it's the same spot. It's the same fit. It's the same thing and stuff like that. Who so, you getting at? Not getting at anybody. I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying. You are you dirtbag. I'm just saying. You know. And it wasn't me. That's expand, not who he's getting at. Expand your horizons. Try different. I wouldn't. If try you it. get really good at this little man-made body of water, and you post the same pictures of bluegills two, I, three, four times a week, you're a good fisherman, Matt. Right. I just. I just. Right. <laughs> I, well, you know, experience. That's something too. I want to do a little bit more this year too is get better with pictures and yep. you know different angles of pictures you had a good one yesterday of the bluegills laying on the ice with the cold snap rod laying yeah, there i thought and that stuff was kind of like, cool kind of you know yeah it's just sometimes we get caught up in the moment we don't take the time to take pictures i do that a lot out of pheasant hunting last, yep. oh, couple, yeah. last weekend when i got into a really good weekend of shooting pheasants and i only took a few pictures instead of like at times i wish i would have grabbed the phone and videoed and right watch you know took some video of people shooting pheasants over the dog and stuff so yep um one more you have you've uh spent the night in a hard house haven't you yeah oh yeah i've yeah. spent the night in a hard house <laughs> i mean do you even get to be from minnesota if you haven't it's like i don't well, know well kinda, for, for those of us south of the not border even, down not here even in iowa hard, not even a hard house i mean i've spent i've slept on the floor of a like the old style pop-up shacks and stuff like that the suitcase style? Yep. Really? Yep. Spent the night on the floor sleeping on one of those. Caught a big old catfish through the ice doing By, that. Not like when you were with your dad? I was with Bill Teasler that time. Wild Bill? Wild Bill. And he spent the night out there too? We were all fishing. I think he was in a chair. We were all sitting in chairs and stuff like that. Eventually you get tired. You just lay on the on the floor. And, really? Yeah. Huh. That was badass. It was. It was a good time. That huh. was a long time ago. Yeah, well, I never have. I've never spent the night, period, out on the ice. And uh, I'd like to bring Grady up, spend the night in a hard house somewhere, you know, get a, uh, I don't know, rent a, they, they've got a lot of them up, you know, Minnesota, right. Wabe, whatever. And I'd like to uh, to do that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, I'd like to spend the night in a hub house. God dang it. I just, just, just had a really good idea that I wanted to tell you. And Well, I know somebody that has a has a hard house up on big stone that we're going to have to maybe partake. That's right. In. That's right. That's right. So, a B. That's right. Okay. Um, next up, uh, Matt, right before we started, uh, talking about that, uh, or talking about this, uh, you read a caption on ice fishing, South Dakota, was it? Yep. And up on Island Lake this past weekend island lake where are we talking about that's kind of up by humboldt north of humboldt a little ways we've been there right yep, yep. yeah we've been okay. there i remember Got caught in a huge storm <laughs> oh man that was the lake wasn't it <laughs> yeah holy you freaking dirt bags i freaking was telling you like dude we you i don't know you and brant for some reason gotta gotta stick it out like lightning was hitting on the other side of the lake <laughs> god but that was on the other side of the road it was hitting no but no, up there, it's kind of a long grade in between the two, the north and the south part of the lake, and it's a no parking area. Well, a bunch of people must have parked along there ice fishing the other day, and there was about like 20 or 30 tickets handed out. And somebody posted, you know, reminding people, you know, don't park on the grade, you can get a ticket. But the thing that sucks is there, the parking area that's there was full of snow, so nobody could park there. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of like... Then is it like unfishable? Where do you got to park? I personally believe that they could make a strong case taking those tickets to court. I'm no lawyer. I'm not going to sit here, but uh, our tax dollars paid to have that. Uh, our tax dollars paid to have that uh, um, access cleaned off. I'm, I'm assuming just the regular old state. And I get that it, it was the perfect storm for, you know, uh, going into the Christmas season, you know, I mean, even around here, you can tell that the that the highway uh, crews and the county crews and whatnot 
didn't do as good of a job this time, you know, getting all the snow. And, and I know Dan Teasling's listening, and he's going to be like, what the hell, Scott? Nope, Dan, you're doing excellent every other time of the year. But uh, this time, I just think with it going into Christmas, they didn't get to do as good of a job. Right. Because yeah. it was Christmas. And, right. and, you know, I mean, hey, guys, we're going to. And, and uh, you know, so I think that it will get better, whatever. But uh, I think it's absolute horse shit that they gave tickets to those people if if the you know even even with it having signs right there that says it's a no parking area yeah because i bet you there was a i bet you a little bit farther down there was a sign that says parking parking area area. and you couldn't park there so well it gets you thinking you know okay over at okaboji there's a lot of private people that clear out those accesses i suppose not the parking area itself but like the access onto the lake right right yeah i mean i i think that's where I believe, uh, you know, their duty is to clean off a public parking area. And, uh, you know, I mean, if, if you want to go up and over the snow, that's your own deal. But, uh, um, you know, yeah, like you say, a lot of private people do it. They bring their UTVs or skid loaders or, or whatever right. down there. They, you know, they make the access as nice uh, for people to, to get out onto the lake. But uh, I think it's, ab- I, I, I don't know, I'm... It's, it's Un- unwavering in my belief that right, it's absolute BS that they did that. When there's a parking c- area that you can't use. I mean, you know, that that you can't, that's not accessible to you to use where you're supposed to be parking. So it's kinda, well, let's it puts and, you in that situation of, well, what else am I supposed to do? Well, and let's stop and think. How, I mean, let's be honest here. Like, Island isn't the most popular lake in South Dakota. And a DNR officer just so happened to... You know, right. just be strolling by and write every single one of those well, people tickets. I guess it could have been was a, a setup or a policeman. I mean, it could have been a county cop or something out there driving along too. Um, I don't know. Knowing knowing full well that 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 the uh, that the um, at least walk out there maybe and say, "Hey guys, we can't have you park here." Right, honk your horn a couple times. Right. Everyone's gonna look and you know. Wave your hand, and yep. you know everyone can come walk over, and he can say, "Hey I mean, guys." See, you can see that the. The parking lot is full of snow, and exactly. it's like, okay, these guys, what else are they? But it kind of gets you wondering, there must be a hot bite at Island if there's 20 to 30 tickets given out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so think about that for a second. <laughs> but And and over at Okaboji, uh, I'll be flat out honest with you, I fished out uh, in front of the Ritz on East Okaboji, and uh, the Ritz is, is a bar and grill, uh, yep. you know, whatever, and they deal with something there that everyone comes and parks at the Ritz because they let people access off of their park from their parking lot out onto the because ice. it's a nice gradual right. little beach right there and so they have people that come and park there and you know then I mean the Ritz is still open for business guys the Ritz is still open for lunch and supper and they can't even have anyone come in and, and eat because there's so many people parked there there is a public I mean for anyone that knows East and West Okaboji knows the Ritz. I mean, you know that there is a public access or a public parking lot in between there by the bridges. I parked there. Uh, I pulled my shack out and it was a nice, easy walk just down a bike trail. And then you could hook around and go right off the same beach. I bet you I walked 40 yards. Right. I mean, it, it was no big deal. There was plenty of snow on the grass. So the, your, my, my shack pulled easy. It's all downhill. I mean, it, it, it was literally no problem whatsoever. Yeah, it, it, it just sometimes we got to remember that that we want to be able to have those accesses to those spots. I mean, if the rich really wanted to, they could say, you know, you can't come out right through here, and then you right. got to find a different spot to do it. So. I mean, and it's a black eye to you know to all of us. I mean, you know, the the owners of the Ritz, the workers at the Ritz, their family and friends that get told about it. You know, I mean. Well, well, a lot of people, damn ice fishermen. Well, a lot of people might be driving by. It, they'll lose business too because they can't park there. Exactly. And then somebody's driving by, and it's just like, wow, it looks like it's packed today. I don't feel like going yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So. If I got to wait an hour and a half for my pizza, I'm not going in there. I mean, so. if anyone knows that, it's me. <laughs> so yeah, there's. I mean, sometimes you got to find, and you might have to walk a little bit further. And there's a lot of times where they'll let you come driving down there and then load your stuff there and then go park somewhere else. So. Right. Right. Always kind of remember those things. Yep. Okay, Matt. Uh, I saw. I I recently saw a statistic, and uh, this is getting to be. You know, this is our last 2020 episode. So uh, on uh, on a reflection of 2020, uh, 
I'm not sure. I believe I believe Sunline, uh, the fishing line company, actually did this poll. But uh, they asked uh, a bunch of people um, if they fished the same amount in 2020 versus 2019, fished more or fished less. And uh, 37% of people said that they have fished more. 32% of people said that they fished less. And 31% of people said that they fished the same amount in 2020 as 2019. So, I mean, that's not overwhelming statistics. No. But uh, I got a feeling also that Sunline probably only pulled people that, you know, are normal fishermen. You that know. fish quite a bit during the season anyways. Where are you at? I would probably say I'm right at that verge of probably about the same, if not just a little more. Okay. It might be a little more than last year or right around that same mark. I believe I'm less. You're less? I believe my 2020 was less. And, uh, I mean, obviously that could be because I had a kid in August. And, uh, you know, I mean, I I think I went out one time in my boat after uh, Slate was born August 4th. And uh, that might have been the only time. I mean, maybe me and you went down to the river and casted around a time or two in there. But uh, otherwise, I mean, I truly think as as far as open water fishing, uh, once off my parents' dock, uh, me and the kids did, but... I mean, from August until when it froze here three weeks ago, two weeks right. ago, I mean, I did not get a whole lot of fishing in. And, you know, I, I normally don't, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not much of a fall fisherman, but, uh, um, I mean, when you take up four months worth of time and, and don't, oh, yeah. you know, only fish a time or two, uh, that's, that's a lot less fishing than normal. Normally me and you, you know, do get out a time or two, whatever. And, uh. You know, we didn't fish our tournaments this year. I did get my boat out, you know, a fair amount of times. You know, it, it kind of seemed like it went in streaks, but, uh, yep, you know. It usually does. You know, all of a sudden, like two weekends in a row, you know, we'd go, you know, Saturday, Sunday, and then the following Saturday, and then it's like three weeks in a row. I, I never got it out. But, you uh, get busy with stuff. And... Yep. But, yeah, whatever. I don't know. I, I, I still look back, and I feel like it was a solid season. I feel like it was right. a solid year, but, uh, um, you know, just... I wonder, like, if they a bit different. pulled somebody, like, some of the people that, uh, how many people got into fishing or back into fishing right. this year compared, you know. Well, I, I think that's that, where that the, the numbers would be surprising. Right. I, I got a feeling, uh, you know, with people having to sit at home, you know, parents, uh, you know, not having to go into work and, and everything else, you know, I, I got a feeling that there was a lot of people that were like, hey, you know what, let's, let's give this fishing thing a try. Right. And, and they did. And, and. Hopefully they liked it. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I Hopefully they liked it. Because, you know, one thing about it, I don't think that the people that that got into it are going to be the, I, I mean, I guess some of them will be. But, you know, for the most part, I think it's going to be your casual angler. Yep. You know, I mean, they're, you know, they went out and they bought some Walmart rods. They bought a bunch of hooks, some sinkers, some bobbers and a couple dozen night crawlers and they went down to the river or they went to their local lake and they cast it out and sat in lawn chairs and and you know had quality family time uh you know away from the devices yep but uh you know uh, but obviously somewhere there's going to be a dad that's like this is freaking awesome oh yeah and then there's (laughs) you know a lot of kids have gotten into it you know they're just like well i really like this and right now all of a sudden it's just like yeah, they're they're diving into it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, well, and I mean, as soon as they find out the the YouTube deal and everything else, I mean, it it's it's gonna be big. Here's here's something. Uh, you know, last year I don't know if you remember this or not, Matt, but I uh, I tried to see how many fish I could catch in one year. Right. And and that lasted about three fishing trips, four <laughs> fishing trips, and then you kind of forget and whatever else. But if this is something that any of you guys want to do. Now's the time. Now's the time because, I mean, literally you got to buy a clicker or you got to, you know, somehow figure it out January 1st. You know, it's, it's one of those deals that, you know, I think so maybe sometimes people think, uh, you know, in February, like, oh, man, I should see how many fish I can catch this year. Well, you're already a month and a half right. behind. Unless but, you're uh, going to go February <clears throat> to February. I'm going to give it a shot again. Are you? I'm going to give it a shot. You better I, get yourself, you need to get yourself like, well, you got your phone. I was going to say like a notepad that you could write down every trip. Every trip and, and just see. I don't know. I, I really, I feel like I can catch a thousand fish this year. Oh, like so 2021. And uh, push come to shove, I'm going to go to my parents' house and just catch fish off the dock and you know knock out 70 of them in one afternoon but whatever it's still a thousand fish that's right 
So that's my I goal. I think you could do it. You think I can do it? I think Matt thinks the, I can do it. The, Matt, the, Matt, big, Matt. the biggest thing is if you're going to keep track. Well, I, I won't. I right. won't. But, okay, so so I'll just fly it out and say, hey, here here it is. My goal is 1,000. So maybe I won't keep track every single time, but maybe I will sometimes. And if I can, you know, if I can hit 1,000 off just the ones that I'm keeping track of, and I know that I also went out you know, 12 other times that I didn't keep track of, well, whatever, then I know, hey, maybe I can hit 2000 next year, but whatever, you know, it, it's all a habit deal and you just got to do it. But now's the time. Yep. Now's the time, now's to, the time it. to click it. Also, now's the time to renew fishing license. It is. Start doing that because it what is. is it, January 10th? Yeah, 10th or 15th, I think. Is when Iowa. I don't have my wallet on me. Well, that's usually when the. Yep. Muzzleloader yep. and stuff are over. January so. 10, so I got a feel. I, I got a feeling if you'd go down there right now, you could buy your 2021, oh, yeah. and and then you'd be good, even if you don't have a 2020. Right. I mean, is that like this this grace period here? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it. You that could works. buy a 2021, and it probably gives you the last 10 days of, of it starts, 2020. Right. And, it starts when you purchased it and goes till right. next January 10th. So you can buy a one-year license. When's Minnesota? Minnesota is like February twenty-eighth or something. Why do they do that? Because of walleye season. That's when walleye season closes. Yeah, dang it! I don't like that. I don't Um, like that one bit. Well, it's kind of nice because, like I I said, walleye is closing. So most people—that's when some of the you can get on some of the best panfish bites up in Minnesota because the lakes aren't busy anymore. Right? Yeah, I suppose because people are like, eh, "Walleye's over, we're done." I suppose I've mm-hmm. got a Minnesota license right now, so I guess right now I like it that it's going <laughs> to February twenty-eighth. But you know, I mean, it's it's one of those deals. Well, is is do they have the same thing up there that you know I could buy January fifteenth? Yeah, for the year. Yeah. I think I got screwed over one time by a lady from Runnings up in Laverne, Minnesota. Yeah, you got to really be careful and you make sure you're telling them you're buying your 2021. And she told me that she couldn't do that, but I think she was a noob. Whatever. Unless they what unless they hadn't come out with the new licenses yet. No. Judging so. by judging by the experience I had, she, this this may have been her <laughs> first license that she ever sold and whatever. I'll give her a grace. I'll no, and I grace. think South Dakota it always was like at the end of January. So Right. I think that I think you're right on that. And you gotta renew those. I think you're right on that. Um So people just need to start looking into it and start buying their licenses. Yep. Or don't forget to put it in your put it an alarm in your phone that says I need to buy a license. Because That's right. because it, it it's crazy how many people in Iowa that that weekend after that they expire, go out there and it's like, I got a ticket for no license today. Don't forget to renew your license because you just kind of forget about it. Yep. Speaking of South Dakota, the Cox boys are up there. I see that up in Webster area. Yep. Yep. They're going to do a little fishing up there uh, when the Cowboys go to the Cowboy country. That's right. Okay. Here it is. Hold on. South Dakota um, non-resident... Fishing license, issue date, authorization. South Dakota goes to January 31. Yep. So, there's that's that. Matt, you got a good news story? I felt like I had one other topic to touch on, but I can't oh, think Oh, we got to talk so. about your fishing. You didn't really talk about your fishing experience from the other day. Well, you were you just were like been it. hogging the show. You were, you were so. saving it. You were like, at the beginning, you just gave us all a teaser of it and talked a little bit, kind of just sprinkled <laughs> sprinkled a little bit of it. Okay. Now, we want the main course. We want all the right. entree. Here you were is. out on the ice. Here Tell us the from Cox, the get-go. From the Cox beef filet mignon right That's here. Right. The main course. <laughs> Welcome to the big time. Grade A. All right. So, yeah, Saturday, Um, I believe it would be December 26th. Went over to Okaboji with my buddy Adam Top. Uh, we fished, like I said earlier, out in front of the Ritz on East Okaboji, and um, I got over there a little bit later. Um, I mean, I, I wasn't I wasn't early in the morning. I think Top uh, got there as the sun was coming up, but uh, we drove separate. Um, got out there, and uh, I just told him, I said, you know what? I think I'm going to try to uh, go a little bit shallower than everybody else. You know, everyone else was, you know, kind of out there you know in that bay in the in the main area and i uh i went a little bit shallower and 
uh, the first fish I caught was, uh, you know, I don't know, eight inch bluegill, something like that. And it was like, Hey, all right, you know, good enough. And, um, I was using a black check eye jig with wax worms. Cause that's all that I use. That's what you do. That's what I do. Yep. And, uh, no, whatever, uh, I'll, I'll say we got cold shouldered by a lot of them, but, uh, some, some of them would come in and they were so stinking aggressive. I mean, they, I mean, they had that thing so inhaled. It was just unbelievable. And sometimes, you know, they, they would come in and, you know, it was like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, nothing. So whatever, I, I ended up uh, talking to Top and I said, hey man, I think you need to come over here. And so he did. And uh, Top wanted to keep a few uh, for for fish fry. So uh, I think I kept seven bluegills. I think he kept something like seven bluegills and uh, that's good enough for his uh, family and uh, you know maybe a maybe a little bit extra if his dad wants to come over or whatever but uh um no so that's uh that's what we did um shallow water uh jigging higher in the water column up higher i got another thing that we got to talk about after this so yeah i was jigging higher in the water column uh you know and and we watched a lot come in um then the the water was was very cloudy but all of a sudden top says to me, he's like, Hey man, did you know you can sight fish him now? I'm like, what? So I don't know if it was that the sun finally got up or what, but, uh, once we could start to sight fish him, then I realized why we were getting cold shouldered and why I was missing so many is they were coming in Way biting ahead. the head of the jig, Oh, biting, right. biting the jig head and, uh, not the wax worms. So, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, I don't know I probably got there, started fishing that. 9 15 or something like that and uh top had to be back for christmas so i think we got off the water about 2 30 but um i don't think it's crazy if each of us caught 40 fish you know it just the, the quality wasn't there on all of them and uh um but either way it was it was fun i got into a few small perch a few small perch and uh um bluegill sets that's what we got no right crappies on. no no nothing else but uh Felt good to Ooh, hear the hum of good. the Vexlar and just... You know, like, I, I, I caught that first fish, and uh, I went over and I was kind of talking to Top about it and whatnot, and, and really, truly, I could have just hopped right back in the vehicle and headed home. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I, I got what You're I happy. came... You yeah. know, that's that's what I wanted to get that off. I wanted to shake the rust off. I wanted to get out there, and, you know, it's almost like you just got to prove to yourself, like, hey, Scott, you didn't forget anything. To feel that bite. Yeah, it's like oh, the yeah. first time you're like sitting there, and then you finally feel that bite, and you're I just can like, still okay. do it, guys. Like, I can still do it. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I was excited. I was excited about it. So, a lot of people out. Yeah, yeah. You know, when we first got out there, when I first got, well, when Top got out there, I believe he was the first guy. Maybe one other shack. Um, when I got out there, there was more, but uh, as the day went on, people continuously got out. Uh, there was quite a few people over by the come and go boat ramp and then across the bridges in on West in Smith's Bay. There was a, there was a considerable amount of people over there also. So how's the ice looking? Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, it was crystal clear. I mean, you could see your fish coming up before, before it ever hit the hole. And, uh, um, I would say five to seven inches. Oh, nice. And, and I mean, it was, it was good quality, clear ice. Uh, I mean, I don't know with with cold weather and whatnot. I I, I don't think it'll be long, and you know you're probably going to start seeing some four wheeler traffic and, right. and whatnot. And I, I'm not saying do that. I'm not saying <laughs> do that, but I'm saying Won't there's be long. dudes with bigger nuts and and less brains than us <laughs> that'll be out there. So especially uh, the less brains. Yeah, yeah. If that's Mo- if that's easy to believe, that. mostly that. But uh, no. So so here's the deal, and and. God dang it. Like, I can't believe that I kind of forgot to talk about this, but, uh, it's something that I really wanted to talk about here. Um, the other day I saw somebody post, um, that they had been setting a lot of tip ups and that they hadn't been having very good luck for Pike. And they wanted to know what every, you know, what the depth that most people fish for Pike for in and, uh, how far down they set their, their bait and, you know, probably a, you know, a, a big chub or something like that. And I was really, really, really amazed. You know, there was a lot of people that said, you know, don't go anything over eight foot, you know, right. and, and that, that to me makes sense. You know, me personally, you know, I would 
probably try to find something in that five to six foot range. You know, that, that would make the most sense to me. Seven, eight, you know, whatever. Under 10 foot, we'll call it. So many people said that you got to have your uh, bait higher in the water column. Like, I am such a person, and, and maybe this is why I've never caught anything on a tip-up, but if I'm going to put a uh, something down there, I would probably put it a foot off the ground. Right. That's yeah, a me. lot of people would. They All these people were talking, if you're going to put, you know, something down in six foot of water, put it about two and a half, three foot down. Yeah. You know, that pike are going to come by, right. you know, and that They'll makes so much it. sense. You know, I mean, like I've talked about this with, with fishing for trout out in the Black Hills or, or you know, anywhere, uh, you know, jig a little bit higher in the water column because they can see it from farther yeah. out. Well, I think we all get... In- and caught up in that like that we think we got to be close to the bottom that the fish are going to be close yep. to the bottom all the time but there are all different you know levels of the water le- or the water table so right i don't know i just uh i don't know i i really want to get these arctic warriors i need to put line on them uh on those seesaw rods and reels and uh so that that's my big deal i really want to get that going and now and, uh, now here's one for you okay the, okay. the, the tip up purists out there do you think the tip up purists are look at the arctic warriors and the ifish pros and think those are nothing but dead sticks those aren't tip-ups stop calling them tip-ups do you do you think that a tip-up is you got to go to hand-to-hand combat with that thing the the line is in your hand and you're battling that fish probably probably i mean you know this is more of a tip down this is more of a dead stick uh some people might just say they're just a glorified rod holder why would i spend that much on a rod holder well and hey you can call it whatever the hell you want and if you're a pure tip up purist and you don't like it well that's fine you don't have to run it but as for me i'm going to and uh i i don't know i are you going to call it a tip up are you going to say I caught you know, fish on a tip-up when you caught it on a rod? So, I'm probably going to call it a tip-up because it, uh, I'm probably going to call it a tip-up because I'll just call anything that, uh, um, you Put know, a flag I, I set, on it and it's a yeah, tip-up? Well, I mean, anything that I set, you know, away from where I'm actually fishing on a dead stick, I'm going to call a tip-up. Right. But, uh, you know, the flag tips up. Uh, that's what I mean. I mean throw a flag on it and it's a tip-up well if anyone thinks that that we're wrong for calling them tip-ups matt wants to physically fight you in hand-to-hand combat well maybe i'm a tip-up purist and i, I and i you think, would be a tip-up and purist. i think that they're just nothing but rod holders that i like them don't get me wrong i like them i'll utilize them and stuff like that but is it considered a tip-up when you're still fighting it on a rod and reel when you run over there and pick it up where you could just have something on your line and have it up by the tip of your line from a ways away and uh, you look over there and it's gone it means oh it's taken taking the line out from the spool right now so i just gotta run over there and click the bail and set okay. the hook okay what gives that'd be you like that'd what be gives like you the best fishing. what gives you the best chance of actually landing that fish well i know i definitely the rod and the reel do but i'm just saying like the tip up purists are they gonna say it's got you got to have that line in your hand fighting that fish for it to be a tip-up it's got to be you know some of them might not even say the new ones that cover the hole that are insulated and stuff you still got to have the old wooden ones that are just like a two by four like a piece of wood with the mechanism going down in the water so if i catch those people with a thermal shack (laughs) yeah they're all sitting in there do not drive a four-wheeler out there you pull that son of a by hand (laughs) No, it just got me thinking a little bit with the, you know, with the new systems. Is that it's kind of like the the route everybody's going now, having the extra lines out because right. a lot of people don't utilize the fact that you can have more than one line out in a lot right. of places. So, I mean, is it considered a tip up when it's you're still using a rod and reel, or is it just a dead stick? Here, here's another one though too. I think so many people look at Arctic warriors i fish pros and think only northern pike northern right. pike yeah. lake trout right. you know pre- well that's, big like that's all fish. your that's you know the tip up people that's all they ever that's what tip up fishing usually is for is a lot of people target northerns with well them. you go and jig for bluegills right. with your own rod and and you set that out for for the big predator fish but uh 
you know, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, you know, I, I'm, there's getting to be a lot more people going after perch, right. going after bluegills with these same style. I don't know. Some food for thought. Food for thought. Let us know what you think. You're a Leave a comment yours. down below. <laughs> All right. Matt, you got a good news story? Uh, good news story. Uh, mine is just going to be just the fun thing of seeing a lot of kids getting fishing stuff for Christmas. A lot of posts online. A lot of kids getting it. Uh, people taking it, taking their kids on trips. Getting the youth out there ice fishing for the first time. It's just nice to see that down here we do have the ice now. And people are starting to hit the ice fishing pretty hard. So that would probably be my good news story of the week. Still be cautious and safe out there everybody it's still not 100 percent great down here but you know get out there and enjoy that's right um my good news story is going to be that uh uh without any coaxing whatsoever uh, my son got some cash for christmas uh you know that you know they're they're at that age where you just don't really know what they want when you ask grady you know hey grady what do you want mm, i don't know <laughs> you know whatever and uh he got some cash, and uh, so I asked him, I was like, you know, what do you, what do you think you're going to get? And uh, he said, I think I'm going to buy myself a one-man ice shack. Awesome. And I'm like, hell yeah. That's like, awesome. I mean, it wasn't a video game. It wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, more pop sockets for the back of a cell phone. It was uh, an ice shack, and, uh, and he said, I think I might even try to buy a used one so I can have some leftover money so that I can get my own buddy heater. Like, that's the good stuff that's that's what it's all about right that's there a 12 year old i was like all right all right all right all right so i don't know we're gonna we're gonna start looking at facebook marketplace and uh you know kind of try to uh try to find something and um you know i i don't know i'm i'm kind of debating whether i just sit back like bring him over to someone's place you know and let him and, do the wheeling yep, and dealing let him do the wheeling and dealing and you know just I'm providing transportation and that's it. That's you right. Know? That's all right. It's well, good for kids to learn that stuff. Yep. So I don't know. I was pretty pumped up about that. And uh, yeah. Here, one more thing. Did you see that I put two cold snap toothpicks on my... Uh, yeah, you were getting some... There's a lot of people that put two on there. It worked. Oh, yeah. It worked. So so I, you know, I got the new green one this year. You know, cold snap came out with the green ones. And... Uh, um, along with my, uh, along with my seesaw rods, uh, Katie Hogue, who runs cold snap deal over there, uh, sent in a couple extra, uh, toothpicks or whatever. And some of them didn't have the lanyard. And I was like, golly, like, you know, what am I going to do with this? Whatever. So I just thought, you know what, I'm going to just put it on, on there with that one. You know, I've seen other people kind of running two of them, whatever. And I just could not believe how many comments from people I got. So that kind of makes me think like, you know, Hey, it worked. Like, you know, that's I mean, right. people saw it, you know, I mean, that's the, that's the point, you know, kind of, you know, I mean, whatever. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, it's not like, Oh man, I, I was battling two fish. So I, I needed both of them, whatever. But, uh, I don't know. I, I haven't seen anyone else run two of them on the same, uh, key loop like that. I don't know if I'm going to keep it like that, but, uh, I, I had people kind of maybe taking shots saying that maybe I was even a mega motor, mega motor, <laughs> mega motor. You know what? There's a bunch of that's that's gonna we we didn't talk about Mega Motors this week, and now we're at the end of the episode. But uh, I got a couple other messages from a few guys uh, about some Mega Motor stuff, so that'll be on next week's episode. Uh, me and Matt actually did talk, and uh, uh, we came up with a couple guys that uh, we want to get here in the rotation as far as guests. So yes, we are gonna have guests again. Uh, you know, this is, this is just a, you know, I mean, people got Christmas plans, people got new year's plans. I mean, it's, it's tough time to it's get busy. people stapled down. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's tough enough just for me and Matt to figure out when we can, you know, get together to do this. And then when you got to try to get an angler involved also, it's, it, it, it just makes it tough. So, uh, like I've said in the last couple episodes, we are planning on having guests again. Uh, don't lose faith in us. We're going to do it. Um, another thing, uh, Shirt orders, you know, we, we ordered some shirts. I uh, had a deal on Facebook uh, about some shirts. Um, I ordered a few extra, but uh, um, the guy who was making them said that he was going to be closed down for a few days over Christmas, and not a few days, like, I think it was like seven to ten days. Um, 
but uh, he said that our orders would be some of the first ones to get done here after the or you know start of the new year. So uh, um, for those of you that did order them, we didn't forget about you. They're still coming. So yeah, I guess that is about it, Matt. Unless you've got something else that you want to throw in there, I do not. Happy, All right, everybody have a great new year and you know stay safe out there. That's right. Talk to you later. <laughs>